Hello, this is Pastor Kong Hee. I want to thank you for joining us on our podcast. I pray that you'll be blessed in Christ, encouraged by the Word, and experience an encounter with God. Remember, knowing God and being known by Him is the greatest pursuit of life. Enjoy the message. Many have asked the question concerning blessing and suffering. Aren't they mutually exclusive that you can only have one or the other? So Pastor Kong, if you teach on the necessity of suffering, then you no longer believe in divine healing, right? You no longer believe in sowing and reaping and God's abundant provision, right? The truth is, I have always believed that God is a good God who blesses. But at the same time, I also believe that a godly life is a life of suffering. Recently, we have been studying the Apostle John. You know, the name John means God is gracious or God's favor is upon him. But let me ask you a question. When you look at the life of John, was he blessed and favored by God? Or was he a man of endless suffering? Now, John must be blessed and favored because number one, he was the disciple whom Jesus loved. Number two, his influence in the early church was very great because he was very close to Jesus, close to Peter, and he was the brother of James, the senior pastor of the Jerusalem church. So he had great influence. He was blessed. Number three, John was very anointed and was taken up to heaven and had amazing supernatural encounters. He was blessed. Number four, he was so gifted as an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, and a theologian. Number five, he was blessed with good health and lived the longest among the apostles and the 70 disciples. He died in his 90s. He was blessed. Number six, by the end of the first century, he was universally respected and loved by all. Number seven, not only was he gifted and anointed, he was born into a rich family. His father, Zebedee, was able to hire servants in their fishing business, and they had multiple boats. His mother, Salome, was one of the well-off financiers who supported Jesus' ministry. His family was socially well-connected, and John personally knew the high priest. That was why when Jesus was arrested, John could simply walk into the high priest's palace while Peter was being stopped at the gate. So here is this man, blessed, physically, financially, spiritually. Wouldn't you say that he was favored by God, that he was blessed by God? Yes, of course he was. But think again, John was also a man of endless suffering. Twice in the book of Acts, he was arrested, he was beaten and put in prison. Then his elder brother James was beheaded. One by one, all his fellow apostles and disciples were martyred. He didn't get to have a very restful retirement. When he was in his 80s, God moved him to write his gospel in three epistles. Then at an advanced age of 90 to 91, he was arrested again and publicly shamed at the Roman Colosseum. They plunged him into boiling oil. And when he didn't die, he was banished and imprisoned on the island of Patmos in his 90s. 
That's why John opens Revelation with, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation. But in such an advanced age, God mandated him to write one more book, the book of Revelation. He basically had no retirement, no time to smell the roses. But I can tell you, if you ask John, was it worth it to suffer so much in life? He would say yes, a thousand times, a million times, yes. And greatly rejoice that he was counted worthy to suffer shame for Jesus' name. So the question remains, was John blessed or not? If he was, then why the endless sufferings? Many Christians cannot handle blessing and suffering both at the same time. Just like how they struggle to balance truth and love, or faith and the sovereignty of God, or the already and not yet. They imagine that a life of blessing and favor will have no trial, testing, or tribulation. If you are blessed by God, then you should never suffer sickness, accidents, hardships, betrayal, or persecution. And if you do, ah, you are not blessed by God. Then, on the other extreme, you have those who accept suffering, but they have no faith for God's blessing and favor in the midst of it. They struggle to believe that even in a famine, you can sow your seed out of poverty into abundance. Listen, even if you have chronic sickness, you can still minister healing to others while you patiently wait and stay in faith for your own miracle. Blessing and suffering are not mutually exclusive. Jesus Christ himself says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Notice, Jesus uses blessing and suffering in the same sentence. Again, in Mark 10 and verse 30, Jesus says, Whatever you have to leave behind for the sake of the gospel, you will receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution and in the age to come, eternal life. By the way, a hundredfold doesn't mean multiply 100 times. It is just the Bible way of saying an abundant measure. So do I believe in the hundredfold blessing, in the abundant blessings of God? Absolutely. And apart from diligence and hard work, the Bible way to financial abundance and freedom is through sowing and reaping. But when you live for Christ and the gospel and you are blessed by Him, persecution will come. Blessing and suffering do coexist. Just think about Paul. His life was so blessed by God's power that his handkerchiefs could heal the sick and cast out demons. And yet, Paul suffered greatly and was never healed of a chronic illness himself. Timothy was the same, a man of faith and power, and yet had chronic stomach problems and frequent illnesses. The prophet Elisha was living God's blessing and yet died of a terminal illness. David was the most powerful and wealthiest king of his generation, blessed with riches, position, status, and influence, and yet, according to medical experts who studied his writings, David most probably suffered from osteoporosis, dementia, and likely cancer of the prostate or kidney in his final years. 
As the sons and daughters of God, we will be blessed by God, but we will face the common trials of life. Every one of us will get sick and have family or marriage problems. We have to deal with emotional stress and experience discouragement and depression. We will encounter natural calamities and global recessions that we have totally no control over. We will face harassment and intimidation for our faith in Christ. We will experience discrimination, injustice, and unfairness. We may even lose our jobs. And one thing is for sure, all of us will die. The truth is, we all live in a fallen, broken down world that is cursed by sin. Yet we must, and we can, be victorious over the fear, the discouragement, and the hopelessness caused by them. As long as we live in this present age, the two go together, blessing and suffering, suffering and blessing. If you cannot accept this, you will end up being either hyper-faith, only blessing, no suffering, or hyper-sovereignty, only suffering, no blessing. Both extremes are wrong. In your blessing, you must not be afraid of hardships. And in your hardships, you must continually believe God for inner peace, good health, financial breakthroughs, and kingdom revival. God bless.